You're listening to the North Canton Chapel podcast. Thank you for joining us today. The North Canton Chapel exists to make much of Jesus every day to everyone. It's our prayer that this podcast will equip you to do just that. We believe that there's nothing like the church united together in gospel community. We'd love if you'd stop in and say hello in person if you're in our neighborhood. Our gathering times are at 9 and 10.30 a.m. Thank you again for joining us today. Let's listen in. Well, welcome this morning to We Are NCC. This is a great morning together, but before we get into it, I want to ask you a question. I believe the question facing the church today is not, how can we do what we've always done better? But are we courageous enough to do something that we've never done before? So here's the story. At the turn of the last century, when the 1800s became the 1900s, there were 13,000 buggy whip manufacturers in the United States. Buggy whips, right. The dominant mode of transportation in the day was the horse-drawn buggy. And so they just needed all the things that go with them, among them, buggy whips. And so there are 13,000 buggy whip manufacturers in the United States. But then something disruptive happened that changed the game. In 1908, an innovative young man from Michigan named Henry Ford rolled the first Model A off the assembly line. But what's really fascinating happened next. Out of those 13,000 buggy whip manufacturers, 12,000 took a look at the situation and said, "Uh, we really don't think this is that big of a deal. Things are gonna go back to normal soon, right? These things are too fast, they're too dangerous, they're too expensive, who wants to put gas in this thing? It's too strange, this is never going to work. People are never going to buy this stuff. Life's gonna go back to normal very soon. 12,000 of them said that. 1,000 of them took a look at the situation and said, you know what? This is game-changing. Henry Ford's innovation, this invention that he just came up with, is going to change the world forever. And so they did something amazing. They said, you know what? We work with leather. Uh, Why don't we retool our facilities to make steering wheels and then sell those steering wheels to Henry Ford? We work with rubber. Why don't we take that that manufacturing expertise that we have and turn those into tires and sell them to Henry Ford? Uh, We work with upholstery. We have warehouses. We have distribution. Even Timken, just down the road, said we're used to dealing with roller bearings. What if we put those in cars and sold those to Henry Ford? They needed to say, let's retool and go where the movement is going. 13,000 buggy whip manufacturers. Wouldn't you love to go back in time, like a prophet, to tell those 12,000, that thing that just rolled off the assembly line in Detroit, that's not going anywhere. In fact, that's gonna change the world forever. Now here's what that has to do with church. And we are NCC and the North Kent Chapel. So many of you are asking, what are we doing for the fall? Where's our programming going? Uh, Adults, children, families, all this stuff. We're going to talk about that this morning. We have an incredible morning ahead of you. And I know there's going to be some great answers to questions that you've already been asking. But here's my question for you. The question facing the church is not, how do we do what we've always done better? But are we courageous enough to do something that we've never done before? Wouldn't it be nice to know when there's a giant disruptive innovation that changes the game in our culture? Well, if you've had your eyes and your ears open over these last few months in our world, you know that we've seen one. I think COVID-19, increased racial tensions, a culture of disconnection where the church has been moved to the periphery in many places have just showed us the gaps in the way that we think about doing church. What if we're part of that 12,000? 
I'd hate to think of what that would mean for the coming years. And so this morning, we're going to take the next 30 minutes or so and let you know about our rollout plan for the fall. We have some exciting things to share with you, to answers to questions that I know many of you have asked. We also have some challenges ahead of us. I believe that we are positioned as a church to shine brighter than ever in these coming months and years. But as we share our plans, I want to continue to encourage you. The challenge facing the church today, the question that we need to ask is not, how do we do what we've always done just better? How do we build a better buggy whip? The question that we need to ask is, are we courageous enough to do something that we've never done before? Let me pray a blessing over us as we get into our morning together. God, you are sovereign. And so your world is in your hand. We sing that as children. We say that you have the whole world in your hands, and it's true. And so these coming months ahead of us, God, we look ahead and we're excited, but we're also a little fearful because we know what these last months have been like. And God, we just want to start off this morning by thanking you for keeping your hand on our church. God, for moving forward in these crazy days. Your church never moves backward. And so, Father, thank you for what you have done Please continue to lead us like a shepherd and bless our morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, Learning number one, one of the big things that we've taken away from this season is that family matters now more than ever. And so I'm here with Judy and our Family Ministries team, and we're going to talk about some things that I'm super excited about. Um, Number one that I'm really pumped about is that starting September 27th, Family Ministries are going to have a play in micro-gatherings. So I'm excited about that. We're going to have families back in the building for micro-gatherings. So Judy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what micro-gatherings are going to look like this fall? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we recognize that family needs to have um, a piece of the micro-gathering. Uh, we say all the time that like, if the kids are actually the church of today, then we need to disciple kids. We need to be teaching and giving them opportunities to learn and grow through this season as much as any season. So we are so excited um, at 1030 every Sunday beginning September 27th, we will have an option for kindergarten through 12th grade um, at the micro gathering. So Sam, you want to tell us a little bit more about what we're going to be offering for children specifically? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about opening up uh, our family ministry on September 27th um, for our K, our kindergarten through third graders will be in Mega Blast in the Family Life Center. Um, we're really excited to resume that. And our preteen ministry will also begin meeting on Sunday mornings at the micro gatherings. Um, and then we've also got an option for families who have pre-K and under children. Um, they're welcome in the main micro gathering, but we're also going to have some of our um, ABF classrooms open um, to have some toys and have some live stream video feed of what's ha- going on in the main sanctuary in case they just need a place to kind of spread out, uh, play a little bit, run around uh, while you can still engage in the micro gathering. Super cool. Tell us about students, Alex. Yeah, well. and same thing with student ministries. We're super excited that uh, we get to finally come back together um, during the micro gathering setting. It's going to be a time really where we, we dig a little bit deeper in small group community and we kind of go deeper in our discipleship relationships. So. Um, we are really excited for the opportunity to have our students back. I love that. And you guys have done an awesome job this last season. I know this has been a giant curveball for everybody, but our family ministries team, you guys have done a great job. And so I'm excited about what's coming. Um, talk to me about parents too. I mean, when we say family ministries, there's you know there's children, there's students, but there's also parents. So what are we doing to equip parents during this season? 
Yeah, we definitely recognize that parents have had a huge task. Not only are they parenting, but they were teaching the season, they were um, being everything really. And so we really wanna come alongside of parents. And so we're starting next Sunday with a Family Matters series. And that series is really gonna just um, go into the value of the next generation, um, help parents with real, very tangible things that they're going through, um, as well as just going through what God's design is for the family. And so we're excited to go into um, that series. But then out of that series, um, at the end of September, we're going to be launching parenting workshops. Love and that. so parenting workshops are something we've never done before and we're excited. We're gonna address hard topics. And so once a month through the school year, we're going to offer a both in-person and online option um, to kind of engage with other parents, engage with experts in different areas that we're facing today as parents, um, that the culture is throwing at us, that, that we really have to step into with our kids. Um, we know that if the church doesn't have a voice in those things, um, the world will, and mm. we want to help parents through this season. So I'm really excited to have um, some opportunities for the for the families to engage beginning in October. So. Yeah, well, that's gonna be super cool. I mean, I'm a parent and I know I need equipped uh, just to be a parent of my kids. And I know if you're a parent watching, that's something you're excited about too. So, so well done. One of the things that we're talking about too is events, right? Um, family ministries from like all the way from birth all the way through 18 events are a big deal and so we know we have to do things like physical distancing and we have to keep you know protocol for our, our culture right now um, and we're going to remain committed to those things because we believe that's the right thing but what does it look like for us to do events in this season coming up what are the big things sam you want to talk about that yeah so coming up right around the corner we're going to be starting like our preteen connect events and some of those smaller gatherings as well for um, preteens and children to connect outside of the just regular Sunday morning rhythms and so we're really excited for that um, and we've also got some really cool stuff going on with our students as well yeah um, so a few weeks ago we started FTK on Wednesday nights at uh, the chapel mm -hmm. and we are going to continue that it's just a space where our students get to hear the weekly message they get to fellowship hang out and have a space to worship so we're going to continue doing that uh, which is really really exciting mm -hmm. yeah we understand um, this season is anything but one size fits all, right? Like yeah. we have um, people that are so excited and ready to be with others. And then we also understand that there are people who are not able yet to be physically with people. And so we wanna continue to serve those families as well. So if, if you're one of those families, like we want to continue to offer um, online engagement opportunities for those families. So um, we know now more than ever, families matter and so we want to continue to step into that and if you um, have anything as as parents that you're wanting to connect with us with we want to be there for you as a family ministry team and uh, just know that this is a season that we want to continue to disciple and teach kids super cool so judy alex and sam thank you guys so much for your work um, i hope you're encouraged by this north canton chapel we have amazing things coming right around the corner uh, mark your calendar september 27th that's coming up just right around the corner um, you're going to see a lot of the stuff start to turn on for our family ministries team here at north canton chapel and again we wanted to share this learning with you that family matters now more than ever thank you so much 
So learning number two, flexibility over certainty. Brandon, this season has taught us so much that as soon as we think we know a plan or know what's ahead, we need to be ready to adapt or to pivot. Thinking back to our communication from months ago when we first rolled out the communication around COVID-19, it was like, we're anticipating this uh, happening for just a few weeks. And uh, man, what little did we know then? And uh, man, looking back, so much has changed in the meantime. So you think about the last six months, our whole world has lived in this perpetual state of uncertainty. What have you learned about yourself? Like what is something we've learned about ourselves, something we've learned about our church and maybe even our culture? And what is what is an encouragement uh, for us uh, to be flexible in day? Sure. So, we, like, we love certainty, and like these days, certainty feels like a luxury because um, so much is uncertain, and it has been uncertain for so long. Like you said, um, I know for myself, just personally, I, I like to project certainty, and that's just that's a confession. Um, I like to project certainty because it, it, it buttresses my sense of pride. Right? If I can project or convince you that I know what I'm doing then man, that's great. Um, and the truth is none of us, if we're really honest, have, have much certainty about um, you know, who we are, how we function, or, or how we're leading in these times. Um, but again, personally for me, like I feel like as a lead pastor at North Kent Chapel these days, like my learning curve is everybody else's roller coaster. We're like, we're, we are trying to learn how to do all these new things. And I feel like you, know, you guys are just along for the ride in a lot of ways where it's like, man, we're trying to all flex and learn together. And, and so that flexibility over certainty becomes really, really tangible. Um, but even in these times, it's really cool. We can see God doing things um, as we bend and as we move according to his leadership. There's this great leadership principle. Um, Henry Blackaby talks about it. He says, find where God is moving and join him there. Um, it's a whole lot better than saying, God, I want to go here. Um, would you bless this? Uh, instead, find out where God is moving and bend and, and follow Him there. So we're seeing people you know, move forward with baptism. We're seeing people sign up for Membership Matters and, and Rooted, these experiences that are a part of who we are as a church. People are getting together in community in really creative ways. And so we're seeing these things happen. And that's really encouraging uh, for me as your pastor, but I know for all of us as a staff. Um, even though like, we know there's, there's a degree of uncertainty that's still in our culture, we don't know what's right around the corner. We do know that God is there and we know he's already got it mapped out. And if we continue to flex and lean and listen to where he's leading us, um, then we really can't go wrong if we're faithful. And I think um, with that too, you know, when we say flexibility, that's a physical term, but I think the spiritual angle of that is when I say flexibility, I really mean faith. Um, because flexibility takes a measure of faith that certainty doesn't. If I had tomorrow all mapped out, then I don't, I don't need to walk by faith, right? But because we don't have tomorrow mapped out, because so many of our lives, whether you're watching as a parent or a student or wherever you are on that spectrum, like, so much of our lives are not mapped out. And so we have to walk by faith and not by sight. So if we're gonna to commit to flexibility over certainty, what does that look like? Sure, so my mind goes to the Apostle Paul. Um, so I feel like Apostle Paul, he remained mission true, um, but, but his method, was always very different no matter where he went. I think about in Acts 17, you can go read the story of Acts 17. He, he contextualized his, his method to fit that culture at that time. Um, you can go read about how he interacted with the Corinthian church versus the Philippian church. Paul's always contextualizing. He's always becoming very flexible. Um, his, his mission is always the same, but he has many methods to accomplish that mission. And so we're in that spot today as a church. We are one mission and many methods. That's just part of who we are. And I think that's how we exist in this culture of, of flexibility, for sure. I think it's going to take a couple of things for us. 
Um, I'll name name three for those of you that are watching. Um, one, I think it, it, it requires trust. We have to trust each other. And that's a decision. It's really, really hard to do. Um, to trust, to believe the better story. We've talked about that recently. And it's gonna take creativity um, because you have to do a certain amount of innovation if you're gonna think outside the box in, in this new church culture that we're moving into. Right? Every church in America is facing the need to be very creative. With that too is communication. And so clearly communicating where we're going, how we're going, how you can get involved here at the North Kent Chapel. And you're gonna hear that more this morning. This is, we are NCC. And so this is this beachhead of opportunity that we can advance together. And, um, and we're committed to communicating clearly to you as best we can um, as we kind of work into this new space where we have to be flexible together. That's so good. I, like what you said, it's all built on trust. And I, I believe that trust and faith go hand in hand. And uh, what you said about flexibility being all about faith, it just made me think about Hebrews 11.1. 1, you know? It says, faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So being flexible in this time really is all about you know, trusting in something when you don't know the outcome. Uh, the only sure thing, the only certain thing we can be sure of in this day and age is Jesus. And uh, so as a church, we want to call you to that. We want to call you to commit to be flexible. Um, you know, we can trust God at his word. And uh, we have a God who is in control. And uh, he is building and moving uh, in this day and age. And uh, he is leading his church. So learning number two, flexibility over certainty. So learning number three, connection over content. You see in our world over the last six months, we've seen a lot of disconnection. And for each of us, connection is really important, especially in the church. Uh, we can go anywhere online and find content. Sermons, we can listen to sermons, watch sermons, listen to podcasts. And uh, you know, we've really in this season been pushed towards that, of being consumers of content. But as far as NCC goes, like if, if you're looking for content only, you're gonna really struggle and you're gonna be disconnected because God has designed each one of us for connection. And that connection best happens in relationships. And um, you know, God's designed us for relationships. And, and we at the chapel can, can provide opportunities for those relationships, but we can't program relationships for you. You see, we can put you in places and spaces around God's word with people where these relationships can happen. So uh, speaking of opportunities for us to connect in the days ahead, uh, we've got our group life team here and it's, it, it's a great opportunity for us to consider um, what are some things that, that we can celebrate in this season? And also, what are some things we can expect in the days ahead? Well, I think we can really celebrate the fact that during quarantine, we still ran a Membership Matters class. We had five people who completed it all online. It was a great way for them to connect. We do have another uh, Membership Matters class that will begin this fall, um, just to way to connect further, fully committed to our church and why membership does matter in a local church body. Um, along with that, we have Rooted, which is our third year. can't believe it's three years already, but um, we're running Rooted again this fall. Um, just a great way for people to get further connected to God, to the church, and then um, to their purpose and what He has for them. Yeah, along with that, um, I'm really excited about Women's Bible Studies starting up again this fall, both online and in person. Um, like you said, Dave, there's so many spaces where you can get content. and you know, there's a million different places to get women's Bible study type connections. But I think what's really unique about the local church that is such um, an important facet of us being part of the church is that God did design us to have relationships and we need each other, um, not only to be 
looking at content together and studying the Word of God. Um, but we need each other in those relationships to help model what this looks like in real life, to grow, to be around each other, um, flesh and blood people that you rub shoulders with um, in the church family of different generations. So I'm really excited that we have some in-person studies and an online option um, that I think is just so important for women. Um, if you're looking for a mentor, you know, I have people ask me to match them up with a mentor. Um, the Holy Spirit does that much better than we ever could. And we need to be in those spaces with people of different generations and say, you know, you look a lot like Jesus. You have walked this path ahead of me. I need to have more time with you and look at what this looks like to live this out. And those Bible studies are a really important place where that happens. Yeah, and likewise, we have some uh, men's Bible studies as well, uh, starting up this fall. And like you said, it's a great place just to, um, to be able to have some accountability, uh, really to have that mentorship. Um, and I think too, just to really learn God's word and how that applies to our lives. Um, I think another great way to get connected is through missional communities, or what we call MCs. And that's a group of about 10 to 40 people that meet in, in homes and smaller groups, really all throughout Stark County. And it's a place where we can really live on mission together. You know, at the chapel, we talk about being a church that desires to make much of Jesus every day, every one. And MCs are a great place to do that, to um, you know, gather together, we pray together, um, share God's word together even share a meal and um, it's just a great place to live on mission and really be the hands and feet of Jesus in our communities and neighborhoods. Well another way of connection too is adult Bible fellowships or ABFs and uh, so we heard our family life team talk about it earlier this morning that on Sunday mornings as we expand our Sunday gatherings we're also going to have uh, some overflow rooms and those adult classrooms are going to be used as overflow rooms uh, that are socially distant for families with young kiddos. Um, so with that being said, ABFs during this season will be on pause for the remainder of the fall. But with that, uh, we're really excited about being more intentional to equip and invest in people and invest in leaders. And, and Lori, why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, another thing I, I want to celebrate too is the fact that we had 27 leaders um, through the quarantine period uh, spend time with five different workshops where we could pour into them and invest in them. Um, we just really feel strongly that this is an area that we want to walk alongside them, um, support them in any way that we can. And so I'm excited about a leadership platform that we're working on developing. It's an online training platform. Um, there's going to be, uh, it's a self-driven uh, platform where there will be accountability, where they'll meet with a coach periodically, and just, just a really good way for us to support, pour into our, our leaders and uh, walk alongside them. That's really good. Well, guys, thanks so much for this conversation today. I think our heartbeat for connection over content is really what our church is about. And uh, we want you to be about that too, connection over content. So all the things that we've talked about this morning, um, you can find them online, nchapel.online slash group life. There's a lot of exciting things that are coming up and uh, we're excited about what God's doing in and around the life of our church. So learning number three, connection over content. Well, hey, North Canton Chapel, here's learning number four. Um, in these last months, we've seen a lot happen online. We've seen the idea of church shift. And so here's the question, um, is church this either or? Is it in person or you know, is it online? And the thing that we've learned is it's not either or, the church is both and. And so to talk about that this morning, we've got Matt, and I'm excited because you've been at the helm of a lot of this stuff. 
in uh, online engagement, online community, uh, the North Canton Chapel. So just share with us a little bit, what have you seen God do in these recent months online? As this started, we were just thrown into it. Yeah. Um, but to watch the way that God has really redeemed that space and just almost open eyes for myself and for us as a team, and I think as a church, just to see the way that He moves there mm-hmm. and that we didn't even realize um, the, the conversations we've been able to have with people. Maybe someone who struggled in person to say, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I can open up, feel like I can grow, but now suddenly online, we're able to be a little more vulnerable and transparent and really talk about the way that God is moving. And and just excites me just seeing that, how it can go hand in hand. And some of you watching even right now this morning, that includes that includes some of you. You've engaged North Canton Chapel for the very first time online. Um, watching right now, maybe you've never set foot in our building. Um, maybe you're watching in another state. We've seen that. And um, so online matters. Uh, we really believe that engaging your church online doesn't make you a second-class Christian. Um, so what we want to do is provide a way um, to talk about church not being this either-or thing, but really a both-and. And so as you and I were talking this last week, you had this really great word picture about um, about a sandbox and a beach um, and how that might help us to understand the future of a church, especially for us as North Canton Chapel. So give us some insight into that. What's this deal about a sandbox and a beach? So this idea of a sandbox, right, is it's this contained. Um, the, the sand is usually clean. Usually control like whether the toys or tools or whatever is in there, but a beach is a little different, right? It's it's wild. Mm-hmm. There's like broken shells. There's driftwood. There's sea creatures. There's whatever gets washed up on the shore. Um, and I think a lot of us, right? We've been in this this sandbox, which is good, and we need this because a sandbox, right? It's safe mm-hmm. and it's a little more predictable and contained, and it's this place of like. I mean, I know when I'm getting into there and we want that and we need that. And that's kind of been like our, our physical church location, this place of like training and preparing and equipping. Mm-hmm. But if we forget about the beach that's out there mm-hmm. and think of the beach as kind of the, the space we live the majority of our life. And for a lot of us, like that is online. Mm-hmm. And if I've never experienced, right, that there's these currents in these, right, and the tides and I get sucked into it, mm-hmm. right, that there's these things that we don't experience and, and we can forget about in the sandbox. And the sandbox is, right, so good and we desperately need it. We need that place of safe retreat. And the reality is there's people who have only ever experienced the beach. Mm-hmm. And so to try to communicate them mm-hmm. as someone who spends most of your time in the sandbox, there's going to be this disconnect. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten what it feels like to get that salt water in my lungs and feel like I'm drowning. Mm. And so I think what excites me is this idea of us stepping out and not saying the sandbox isn't important, right? Right. It's this hand in hand saying, I need that safe place. I need that place for my children mm. to experience and have that firm foundation. Mm. But at some point I need them to be able to say, I'm also prepared to step out into the beach. Yeah. I love that. and. The reason I love that, and we love talking about it, is that word picture, first off, I'm a sucker for a good word picture anyway, but beyond that, it, it flows so clearly to our theology of church. Our theology of church says that church is not a building, church is not an event, church is not just something that you go do, church is people. And whether they're in a building or whether they're online, wherever they are, this is, this is what God's called us to do. And so I love that. I think it's really exciting. So here's what you guys can expect um, going forward from us as a church. 
maybe you're saying, okay, what do the next coming months look like? Is online going away? Is, is are, we, are we done with that? Um, no, we're not. Um, the worst thing we could do is abandon the advances that God has led us to online. Um, the best thing we could do is to continue to steward those things uh, for His glory and the advancement of God's kingdom. Um, now, you may not know this, but uh, before COVID, uh, nationally, most churches allocated only 5% of their resources to online engagement. And what we've learned is recently that's entirely too low. At the North Canton Chapel, our best resources are our people. And so we want to start to make a shift. The first big one is effective today. Uh, Brummie is moving into a new role, and Brummie is going to be pastor of online community. And what that means is we believe that there are that many of you that want to engage online. And this is going to be a place where you feel comfortable talking about spiritual things, and you want to grow online. We want to put somebody with you there who can shepherd you and care for you and lead you. And so no pressure, man. You're going to do a great job in that. I'm excited because you're already there and you're already doing it. And so that's one thing you can expect. Another thing that you can expect is we're going to continue to offer online opportunities for discipleship. We because we believe it's important. Um, they aren't going away. They may change and morph and shift in the coming months as we grow um, as a church. But I'm excited because these are things that we continue to build um, so we can bring God glory and advance His kingdom here in Stark County and beyond. So again, thanks, Brownie, for your courage and stepping in. Thank you for your faithfulness and your mindfulness, your prayerfulness, and for your shepherd's heart. And it's just, it's incredible to see. And so for North Canton Chapel, I hope you guys are encouraged by this, that when we think about church, it isn't either or, it is both and. So thank you guys so much again. Well, thank you so much for being here with us this morning, North Canton Chapel. I hope today has answered some questions that you have. I know it probably raised a lot more, but I want to let you know from uh, just my heart as your pastor, I, wanna, I want you to be encouraged by the fact that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. And so if we would get behind him and his purpose and his cause and not these peripheral causes that a lot of times we get behind, not trying to figure out how to build a better buggy whip because we don't want to be lost in the tailspin of history. If we can get behind the one person, the one agenda, the one movement that never goes backward. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we could rally around his cause, think about what he can do this coming year through our church body here at North Canton Chapel. So thanks so much for being here today. Um, I want you to have a great Sunday afternoon, but before I let you go, I wanna just pray another prayer of blessing over us as a church. So let's bow together. God, again, we confess your goodness. We confess the fact that you never change, and so we can cling to that, that you are a shepherd that's always caring for your flock, regardless of the season, regardless of the temperament of your sheep, how worried we can become, and you are such a good shepherd for us. So, Father, I continue to ask, keep your hand on our church. Protect us, guide us, and lead us in these coming days. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the North Canton Chapel Podcast. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please share this episode with your friends or spread the word on social media. If you subscribe and leave a five-star review, it goes a long way to helping us make much of Jesus every day to everyone who hears these podcast episodes. You can also donate to this ministry at ncchapel.com forward slash give. Thanks again for joining us. May you go out into your places and spaces, making much of Jesus every day to everyone.